1: No problem. Stream us live on Saga nine sixty AM.
2: Welcome to the Mindset Mentor. I'm your host, Tanya Kolar. Are you ready for your Mindset Workout? Well, let me tell you, this show is designed to help you consciously create the future, your future, the future that you want by developing and strengthening your mindset. Shift your mindset, change your life. On today's show, we're going to discuss how to bend reality in an ever-changing environment so you can create a life you love. And coming up, you're going to hear from a woman who has done an Incredible job of bending her reality by using the law of attraction and a positive mindset as the framework to designing a life she loves by first reinventing herself in business, uh, welcoming into her life with open arms, a sister she never knew existed, and staying level-headed when her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And she also used all of that to manifest her ideal husband. And you know when the world around you is changing at warp speed it's so easy to get trapped in a whirlwind cycle of of believing that you have to double your hours you have to work harder than the competition and in general you know you just have to do more of everything so working longer harder sleeping less to stay relevant in a constantly changing world has become the norm and in many cases expected we kind of wear sleep de- deprivation as a, as a badge, right? It's like huh, geez, well how many hours of sleep did you get last night? Yeah, I got six hours Oh yeah, well I had five and then there's the person that always says Oh yeah, well I never sleep <laughs> Right? It's like who can outdo each other? Well, I tell you, lack of sleep and working long hours may be really phenomenal if you if you truly love what you do but for many people who are working in a job, simply as a means to, to earn a living, that is absolutely not ideal, right? So, um, you know, if you if you have to work like hell to put in an 80 to 100 hour work week, as Elon Musk, business titans suggest, not appealing. I don't know about you, but I definitely don't want to be working 100 hours a week. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen on, on my watch. Um, so, but what if you could bend reality and create a life that you love without having to burn yourself out? Well, the answer is... Yes, you can, and you can shape and form your reality, and it starts with your thoughts, perception, and expectation. As Vishen Lakani says, bending reality is a state of being, and when you're operating in this state, you feel like everything in life is bending in your direction, that you're effortlessly making things happen, and that anything is possible. Well, on that note, I think this is a really great time to introduce my lovely guest, Andrea Marchant. She is celebrating 28 years. Yes, 28 years is a long time as a professional portrait and wedding photographic artist. She's the owner of As It Happens Photography and also uh, the uh, a company called Coach House Weddings, which she started out of necessity five years ago that we're going to hear all about and um hello my dear friend it's so good to see you hey honey and i come bearing gifts ooh ooh don't we like gifts everybody yes we do oh my god you are precious precious pre- this is beautiful gorgeous a little succulent garden for your new home Oh, you are the best! You see, positivity all around, everywhere she goes, she spreads the love. I love you, Andrea. Love you too. Thank you. Oh my gosh, You're this welcome. is this is really terrific because it's about energy. Uh, we're going to talk about that law of, law of attraction, which, by the way, behind the law of attraction is the law of vibration, which is all about energy and frequency. And and my friend, your energy is explosive. I love it. You spread the good vibes all the time. And so we want to help the listeners kind of learn your secrets and and how you manage to really... Um, you know, continue to create a life that you love. Uh, we have so much to talk about in this hour. We're so excited to have you, <laughs> and I'd love to start with your your journey as a business owner and the inevitable changes that are bound to happen in any business, spanning almost three decades, and how you were able to to stay agile uh, amongst that. So let's go back to the beginning. And
3: uh, why did you start your business, and how did you? start. Well, my parents were medical photographers. My father actually photographed the first open-heart surgery in Canada, and he invented the ring flash. So there was a lot of technical basis there for photography. I always had a camera in hand and just loved photographing people, animals, landscapes. Didn't matter. I just loved photographing. And then I was getting close to time to start a family with with my Mm ex-husband, and um, there was a rodeo that his boss at the time... He was a VP over at Cantel. Yes, just dated myself. And he, um, he, he invited me to come and, and take some photos at the rodeo. And uh, so I, I took a few photos and sent in the, the proofs. And he said to my ex, you know, these are really, really good. Throw a hundred bucks on your expenses. She should get paid for that. Oh, and it, great. I said, what? <laughs> I could get paid for this? Yeah, you're on to something. And, and uh, George said, Well, you know, you find something you truly love to do, and then you find people to pay you to do it, and you never truly work a day in your life. The secret to success, right the there. The secret to success. And it doesn't mean that you don't work, because with whatever you do, there's always going to be parts of the profession that you choose that aren't your favorites, mm-hmm. but if you can truly focus on the parts that you can be really passionate about and excel 100% and then work so hard that you can pay other people to do the crap you don't want <laughs> to do. <laughs> There's always a lot of that, isn't there? There always <laughs> is stuff that mm. is just not in your wheelhouse that's holding you back from true greatness. Yes. And if you can have somebody else do your accounting. Oh, or do your, like as a photographer, do mm-hmm. your retouching or, or anything like that, then let it go. Find someone else that can excel at what they're brilliant at. That opens up the doors for you to, to push forward and, and really be fantastic. Yeah, and just do what you love. I mean, that that's so key because you can't
2: be perfect and amazing at everything, right? But there are people who there's always somebody who is an expert in something, right? So it, it's not it's not um, a, a lack of success to ask for help, right? A lot of people, I think, believe that, oh, you can't ask for help because that somehow diminishes your relevance and your worth, but that's absolutely not true. So I love that you've that you've said that. So if we go back again in time, so I mean, 28 years ago you started. There's got to be a huge evolution um, in business. I mean, let's take a look at technology around us, right? So we've mm-hmm. got you know in 30 years, look at look at how we've advanced with technology, cell phones, and the internet has changed our entire lives, right? And so in in your um, photography business, what are some of those challenges? that you started to see and the changes and how did you keep up
3: with some of those? Well, I started off doing event photography Mm -hmm. and that was fine on film. You handed over proofs and and you were done. And then I discovered working in a studio with my mentor, Craig Manili, who was just absolutely phenomenal, taught me beautiful lighting techniques. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a, a meeting down in the States and I met this incredible photographer named Lisa Jane Murphy who was doing children's fantasy see photography and that was so much fun and that's when digital started to come in and what we were doing is we were scanning the negatives and doing digital work to them so Mm. that was a huge leap and then we went go a little bit further, we're talking the early 90s now that uh, digital cameras were starting to come in and I I wasn't a huge like for commercial photography and yeah. for portrait photography. I wasn't thrilled with the color space yet. I wasn't quite ready to make the leap until I was I was hired to do a a portrait for a very prominent family mm-hmm. and at the last second, right before Christmas. And so Craig said, I'll tell you what, you do it with your camera, I'll do it with my camera, and we'll decide how we're going to move forward based on what the client wants. We ended up doing everything fully digital. And the next week I went out and I did my full investment with camera bodies, lenses. It was was a $30,000 investment back then. All All, in. All in. I was one of the first portrait photographers in the area to to go all in. Never looked back, but because I already had the background doing a lot of the digital retouching it wasn't such a huge bell curve for me. I mm-hmm. already had a lot of that knowledge and and I was a lot more comfortable with it. And of course there's been a whole lot of technology changes <laughs> since then. And yeah. it's, it's like buying anything. You're know, mm-hmm. Buying a laptop. You know that it, it's going to have a life cycle and you're going to have to replace your equipment. Mm-hmm. And You're hoping that if you invest in amazing glass like your lenses that they're not going to change and thankfully they really haven't made any lot of changes because I bought really good ones to start with <laughs> but the yeah. bodies the bodies have changed mm-hmm. and they've they've gone through through a lot of um, different ways of doing things like a lot of photographers are looking at doing a lot of video mm-hmm. and, and I did my own little foray into doing little little video snips for, for weddings and uh, I was even flown out to the UK to, to teach other photographers how to do these little slideshows that incorporated stills as well as video and, uh, and then I decided I'm not a videographer. I'm going to leave the videography <laughs> to my good friend John Taylor mm-hmm. who's brilliant and does a Great job, and and just no, I'm going to stick with the photos and doing the stills, and, and let him do the, the what he's brilliant at.
2: Well, uh, you know, I love that. And was there that was there any moment experiencing all that and the different changes that you kind of said, oh, can I can I do this? Am I capable of doing it? Did you
3: ever have that moment where you you thought maybe this is not the right path for me? Not at all. Never. Not from day one. I I have never imagined myself doing anything else. I've always had different parts to what I'm doing. I spent some time teaching. I've spent some time mentoring. I strongly believe in in mentoring. I've, I've mm-hmm. had co-op students, many co-op students through the years. And um, I, I love to share my knowledge and, uh, and raise people's benchmarks because yes. I love to try and set them up so that they're thinking of where they want to be five years from now, not Mm -hmm. just working on a little business right here, right now. Imagine where you're going to be five years from now and start planning for that. Don't plan in the here and now. Look to the future and you start molding your actions to that goal as opposed to just existing in the moment. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think it's so key to have a
2: mentor um, and especially somebody who believes in you. You can accomplish great things, but when you can meet people who can help you get to the next level, I mean, that's priceless. And when you can meet someone who has more belief in you, they can, they can see something in you that you can't even see in yourself. Oh my gosh, that's a total game changer. So, you know, reaching out for help, support in any way that you can, so, so instrumental. And so, let's again talk about some of, of the changes and how that affected your, your um, brand your marketing, your advertising, and also how it affected how you looked at the competition.
3: That's a good one. <laughs> yes, because with with every profession, there's people out there doing everything for nothing and, and not doing anything particularly well. They really haven't specialized or... They're not looking at the long term. They're looking at, OK, I just need to make sure that I have enough money to pay the mortgage. They're not thinking about, you know, having a business plan for the for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the industry definitely has changed and that there's there's a lot of people that there's always been a lot of people out there in photography doing everything for for nothing. And I was when I started in photography, I had a brilliant mentor, as I mentioned, that that said plan for the long term, be in it for the long game. Don't just be in it for now. Yes. You know, you can you can be in, in the game to just make a living or you can be in the game to be successful. Yeah. And never undervalue yourself at the same time. Oh Yeah. Greatness mm-hmm. never goes on sale. <gasps> oh, so good. Yes. Check for Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. that just came up recently, actually, mm-hmm. at a seminar that I went to. And I, I truly believe in staying current and going to seminars and learning constantly. And mm-hmm. there's so much more on the Internet now. That didn't even exist when I started. There was yeah. there there was no YouTube. There there was no way to go and, and quickly learn different lighting techniques and and there was a big phase where we were doing filters that were put on through Photoshop that didn't exist. We used to have to do everything in can in, in camera. Mm-hmm. And now everything we can just do fun stuff in Photoshop. I have always maintained and I have always said to my students, do it right the first time in camera and then you can play all you want but learn how to do it properly in the first place. Oh yes, good And again that was something that that Craig said to me and he encouraged me to get my master's which was something I I worked at and and uh, it was it was a wonderful humbling journey to uh, to get it but it was so worth it.
2: Love it. So after 28 years of being in the business are you still loving it oh yes
3: <laughs> oh yes. yes yes and we've we've morphed our business from from Doing little photo shoots in people's living rooms to having a three thousand square foot studio in in the Oakville area to now I have a beautiful studio that's that's on my property. Mm-hmm. It's nice to to have the equity coming back home. Good business decision. Oh, so good! Just roll out of bed. You can do it in your pajamas. Maybe, maybe not. Depends <laughs> on who's coming over. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. But so is is this part of your having to
3: reinvent yourself, yes. having that extension now at home? mhm yes absolutely well I, I at one point in time i had staff i had so many clients i didn't know their names anymore it was impersonal and that's just not me i'm i'm all about the personal touch and establishing great relationships and most of our, our families that we work with become close friends and family so I love to to do I reinvent ways to, to create those great relationships and something new are the micro weddings where there we used to do a lot of the the very big weddings we don't don't do so much yep. of those anymore and we're gonna talk about that when we come back we're gonna take a short break right here on saga
2: 960 you're listening to Tanya Kohler on the mindset mentor and more with with Andrea Marchant when we come back after this break. Stay tuned.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Play for free at
1: LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No problem. Stream us live on (laughs) Saga960AM.ca.
2: hello and welcome back to the Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kohler and thank you so much for joining us. On today's show, we're going to continue the conversation on how to bend reality in an ever-changing environment so you can create a life you love. And that's really great news because the world is always changing around us, right? So we definitely want to be surrounded by positive uh, energy and really have uh, the things and the people in our world so we love and we're continuing the conversation with andrea Marchant. she is a uh, a professional photographer she owns a couple of businesses we're going to talk about those as it happens photography coach house weddings and we were talking andrea before the break about micro weddings so that's really a big thing right now so
3: can you explain first of all what that is what is a micro wedding Absolutely. If it's okay, I'd like to go back to the beginning. So yes. when uh, when I bought the the property that I have now in Mississauga, gorgeous lot. It was I, I wanted to have a small wedding business there. Didn't know what to call it yet, but we learned about the the building that was on the property was the original coach house, and they had torn that down and put up this garage. So slowly but surely, I was turning it into a nice studio. Fast forward, I met my husband. Well, it wasn't my husband yet, <laughs> but I shared with him that I wanted to to start up this this business eventually, and he thought, "How fun would it be for him to be the officiant for the for the little weddings that we wanted to do?" Cool. Fast forward a little bit more. We were hired to photograph a wedding in Acapulco. Well, this couple needed to have a legal wedding back here. Mm-hmm. So I tapped him on the shoulder and said, you know what the universe is doing. It's giving us that wake up call that it's time for us to get this going. So we had a ceremony. We had a bunch of friends come over. We built a little platform and had our first micro wedding. Yeah, I love this. It was right, creating so your reality. much fun through your thoughts and the universe has provided. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And when we were married, we needed to have a legal ceremony back here. And there was... Nothing. There was nothing that, that w- w- what we were looking for, a nice little location where we could have a garden wedding with our closest friends and family, just those that we love the most and and have everything taken care of. So what we've done with the with the coach houses, we literally take everything, take care of everything but the dress and the wedding license mm-hmm. and they need to do their own wings, rings too. But other than that, we've managed to put in together a package where the brides and grooms, couples, same-sex couples, doesn't matter, doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your denomination is. Love is love and we, we support all couples that want to get married. And um, so they can come to us. We'll have the flowers, the cake, a little champagne toast, some hors d'oeuvres, awesome. live music. We, we use uh, local artists. We use local catering companies, local florists. Like everything is locally sourced and sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do vegetarian. We can do like just whatever, whatever couples want. Awesome. We can, it's like a
2: ready-made marriage, right? You take out all the stress. Of planning the event, right? Thank everybody, you for that. Yes. Everybody loves the weddings; they love to to attend them, to be in them. Um, and then, you know, it's just so much work leading up to them, right? So, yeah. p-
3: leave it to the experts. Exactly, exactly. I did the uh, the course, the certification course for wedding planning, mm-hmm. and learned that the average bride takes three hundred and fifty hours. To plan a wedding, holy smokes! Put that in minimum wage. You've spent over three thousand dollars in your own time mm-hmm. just to plan your own wedding. Whereas, if you can go to someone like like what we do, all of a sudden your planning is down to finding your dress, deciding who's going to be invited, and getting your marriage license. Yeah, and it's and just so much fun. I love that. And they just have to plan on you know who they're going to invite. So you know,
2: and of course, family is certainly a big part of that. So I want to continue the conversation and really delve deep into your family. Uh, I know that recently you had a surprise <laughs> and really has altered your
3: world and really a short time ago. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. So Mom had been diagnosed with, with Alzheimer's, and, mm-hmm. and before she really went downhill, and, but she was really unable to finish her own sentences at this point, generally my father was helping her communicate a lot. Mm-hmm. And she said to my sister and I, you know, there was another. And we said, what do you mean there was another? There was another baby, and we had had a younger sister that had passed away. So mm-hmm. we said, well, of course there was another. There was, there was Cindy. what are you talking about well there was another baby and we looked at my dad and dad didn't answer the question so we thought that it was just unfortunate Dementia babble, that, yeah, memory that there was, there was mm-hmm. nothing else coming. Mm-hmm. Well, she passed away a number of years ago. And then about eight months or so ago, I, I got a phone call from a cousin of mine that I hadn't heard from in, in years. And she said, you need to sit down. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not going to be fun, right? Or maybe. I don't know. <laughs> she said, have you ever done one of those... You know, spit in a tube test and you send it off, and, mm-hmm. and they they search your ancestry. I mm-hmm. said no, and Jeez. those are
2: huge, by the way. They I mean, there are I,
3: so I know so many people personally who have done it and are doing it, and so great, so great. Yes, yeah, so. She said, well, I did. I was interested in finding more about the Bates side of the family, which is my mother's grandmother's or other side of the family. She mm-hmm. said, and I was contacted by this lady who lives down in Antigua. She was born in the U.K., raised in Australia. Mm-hmm. And she's been looking for her family for 45 years. And we were connected as third or fourth cousins. Wow. And so we went back and forth for, for quite a while just through the the ancestry websites, and uh, then they got to the conversation of the birth certificate, and she shared with me that the name on her birth certificate from her mother is Gail Andrea Pontifract. You have a sister. Whoa. Good thing I was sitting down. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about that right there, that moment,
3: your mindset. What was going through your mind? OMG! The universe has just given me back a piece of my mom. <gasps> wow! I just got chills w- when you said that. Right? That's super.
2: That's super cool. Um, but was there ever a moment where you're like, "Oh my gosh,
3: is this a good thing or a bad thing?" Right? No. Never. <gasps> Brilliant. Not for not for a split second. Wow. Not for a split second. She had uh, my cousin had also uh, directed me to my sister's uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. and she said, "You're not going to believe it." There's there's not going to be a doubt in your mind that she is your mother's daughter and that she's your sister you need to go take a look mm-hmm. so of course I'm on my phone and <laughs> looking through my phone and were, were you still sitting down <laughs> I was still sitting down okay. actually I think at that point I was pacing back and forth <laughs> in my booth because I was actually at a trade show that was a little slow at that oh, moment dear. thank goodness yes time but uh, as soon as I saw her picture I saw my mom's face looking back at me and it was Aww. unreal and I, I felt from my soul a connection immediately And I I didn't want to reach out until I had spoken to Joanne, my my sister that I had been raised with my whole life, because I needed to make sure that she was going to be okay with this mm-hmm. as well. And what was Joanne's reaction? About the same. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She was She was just as excited as, mm-hmm. as I was. And so I asked her permission to, to reach out. And she said, absolutely. So I spent probably about maybe five minutes crafting the first thing I wanted to say to her. Wow. You're. you're there must have been so many things racing through your mind. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So my opening message to her on Facebook was, hey, big sis, nice. to meet you (laughs) welcoming arms from the get go you know and that's just
2: going to set the pace for how she's going to interpret what she's reading right Uh, and I I know people who have gone through a similar experience um, and the reaction was not welcomed and you know everyone's of course going to react differently given the circumstances but if somebody who has been looking for their family finally finds them and then they receive with such warmth oh that is just Precious, So precious, because I can imagine how devastating it would be after finding your family and they don't want to have anything to do with you. Mm. Right. That's it's crushing. And so I think that um, your your response was just
3: uh, a wonderful way for her immediately to know, yeah, we, we've got you. Yeah. yeah, we welcome you. Yeah, yeah, and all the conversations that we had, we we connected so fast and so furiously. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was it was absolutely incredible. And they decided that instead of going to the UK for their regular vacation, that they would come to Canada. And the other fun thing that happened just before she met us, she found a mm-hmm. birth father too, wow. who was actually from South Africa, mm-hmm. but moved to Michigan. So they decided to to come up to the to the north for their their vacation instead, and spent a few days with us, and then went up around. Uh, they 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 love they're very outdoors people, mm-hmm. so they they went up around the, the the Great Lakes and then down into Michigan. And she spent Father's Day with her birth father, which wow. was so oh, cool. Oh my gosh! And then came back to have uh, to have a, a, a beautiful beautiful time with us again. Love it. And we managed to get as many family members together in one place at my at my my full sisters. Mm-hmm. And we were all sitting there staring at her because it was crazy just how much she looks like mom. It was it was unreal. Yeah. And and her husband just kept sitting there shaking his head, laughing, saying this is so surreal. yeah." And it truly felt like we had known each other our entire lives. Wow. Yeah, that lifetime. Um, and then to, to reconnect
2: is just whew, the energy. I can't even imagine that. I love, love, love that. So you know, clearly, if you are now catching up with each other, I mean, there's so much to share. And did you ever have... Um, That moment where you kind of felt, well, um, you know, she wasn't... part of the family upbringing that you had um, and yet you know that was her mom and she didn't get the chance to know her mother she didn't get the chance to um, you know experience a relationship with her sisters at that at a young age and did you ever have a, a a time when you were thinking
3: that ooh, I feel awkward talking about these experiences because you felt that she missed out she she definitely did miss out mom was an amazing woman mm-hmm. and um but we keep on telling her you know mom because you are mom like wow. the, the two of you mm-hmm. Everything, the sense of humor, love for red wine, <laughs> the way she moves her hands, the yeah. way she walks, the way she laughs, you know, I, we've told her a couple of times or a number of times, rest assured, you you know, mom, she's all around you in yeah. every way. There's well, I, I kind of feel like your mother has
2: orchestrated this right, yes. and made this all happen so that, you know, she's got her family back. Right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. I love that. And. And, um, you know, it's so important to uh, recognize somebody's uh, challenges, of course, with what they're going through. But it's so important, much more important to focus on the good that's, that's experienced in, in, right now in the in the present moment, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, if you can just be present to that and absorb it and let that override any of the oh, possibility of what was missed, it's like there's so
3: much more to be had, right? Exactly. Exactly. And the lines, the parallel lines between her life and my life mm-hmm. are crazy. Okay, let's talk about Absolutely this. I Because <laughs> I remember seeing a show like this, right? It was about like twins separated
2: at birth. And then and they were so identical. They hadn't seen each other for years, and yet they drove the same color of car. They were married to, um, I think, a woman that had the same name. So all
3: these kind of crazy, <laughs> you know, commonalities, right? So tell us your experience. Well, let's start with when she was born. Mm-hmm. My mom, na- our, our mom, let's change that. Our yes. mom named her Kimberly. Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Now, when she was adopted, and she had an amazing family that she was adopted into. Mom actually chose the family. Oh, wonderful. uh, He was a doctor doing um, his uh, cardiothoracic fellowship, I think it was, Mm -hmm. at the hospital where Mom was working. And his wife had had two sons, and they were desperately trying to have a daughter. And here was this young Canadian girl that was looking to give up a baby for for adoption. Mm So she chose them through... Through their their doctor to to adopt because clearly they were wonderful parents and mm-hmm. they and she had had three miscarriages so mom oh, was wow. very happy yeah. to to be able to give them the daughter yeah. that, that they weren't able to have well they found out two months later that she was pregnant <laughs> and wow. she had two daughters so all together so she had a great great family <laughs> yeah. life it yeah. was fantastic and surrounded by siblings so she's surrounded didn't out by on that. siblings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they changed her name to Luisa. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward a bunch of years, Mum married a man named Louis. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. my name is Andrea Louise. Wow, my my baby sister's name we it was Cindy Lou, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we called her Lulu Bird. Wow, okay. So in getting to know Louisa, and I said to her, my daughters aren't quite sure what to call you. Should they be calling you Auntie Lou? What should we be calling you? She said Lulu. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again? You're like, what? <laughs> it's just crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, she has two sons. I have mm-hmm. two daughters. So excited to find out I had nephews. Oh, my Aww. goodness. I was so excited. Oh. You see, it's just more to love, right? It's exactly, so much more to love. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's name is John. Her husband's name is Johnny. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's such a gem. Love Aww. them. Love them. And uh, they own a beautiful little little property in Antigua, where guess what they do? They host small weddings. No. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. This is like, that's, that's, that's like so like eerie in a way. It's Do you know surreal. what I mean? It's like, wow, but in a beautiful way, like eerie, yes. in a beautiful way,
3: surreal. Let's call it that.
2: Yes. Wow.
3: Yeah. So all the, wow. all the parallels, it, it, it's fantastic. Mm. It is absolutely fantastic. So, it was this. it was something that Louisa said. She said, if I met you in a bar, we would become very fast friends and we probably wouldn't be leaving that bar that night because we'd be sitting up chatting all night, <laughs> whether <laughs> we were sisters or not. Yeah. We, we just connected so,
2: yeah. so beautifully. So the chemistry so easily. is there, uh, the bond, uh, even though you hadn't seen each other for how how many years well, me and Louisa? Yeah, like wh- how many, like what's the age, or well, maybe we don't have to go there. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, there's, there's six years between us. The six years, yeah. But I only yeah. met her this year. This year, that's crazy. So decades, absolute decades of not uh, seeing somebody, not even know that, knowing that they existed and having that immediate bond. So you just know that there there is a purpose behind all of this. You're meant to be in each other's lives now. And, you know, she had a journey. Your mother had put her with a... Um, um, family who was going to take care of her, give her the life that your mother really wanted for her. Mm-hmm. And so that's all wonderful. And so to be able to connect together on this new level, I think it's just a, a wonderful way to realize that there's limitless possibilities that can happen from here. Mm-hmm. Right now, you've got two nephews, right? She has two more nieces that she didn't know about,
3: right? Yes, yeah, yeah, and there was there was never that that feeling of negativity. It, it just doesn't serve anybody mm. to have that negativity. Oh, I totally agree with you. But let's talk
2: about the rest of the family, the 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 extended family members as well, um, and 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 see um, their reaction. So we'll we'll talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a short break. So stay with us here on the Mindset Mentor. You are listening to Tanya Kohler on Saga Nine Sixty. And we're going to be back after this short break. Stay tuned.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Stream us live at saga960am.ca.
2: hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar and uh, I'm so glad that you are joining us today. Andrea Marchant is live in studio joining me and we're going to continue the conversation. We are talking about um, you know, bending reality in an ever-changing environment so you can create a life you love and part of that uh, for Andrea was using the law of attraction and a positive mindset to not only reinvent yourself in business but now we've gone into her family. Her family story um, just not that long ago, less than a year ago, she discovered that she had a sister that she never knew existed. And she's welcomed her with open arms um, in that first email Andrea talked about. The response said, uh, hey, big sis, after learning about it. So that was her first response to her, right? And then she continued her email. And in the break, we were talking about, well, Andrea, you were saying that your your sister took about you know an hour and a half to come out off the ceiling right after seeing your response. Can you, like when she sent her email to you for the first time, reaching out. I can't just I can just imagine she's going. Oh, what are they gonna say? Like that moment in time, right? Like what was that feeling like?
3: She um, she actually wasn't one hundred percent sure what was out there because she was mm-hmm. speaking with my cousin and my cousin wasn't going to share with her what was on the other side of the family until she had spoken with us to, to get our okay to share with her that yes you do have family and, wow. and this is who's out there because mm-hmm. out of the 45 years that she was trying to find her family she kept on hitting dead ends mm-hmm. she the, she wasn't able to, to find it mom wasn't an online person so she didn't have an online presence in Facebook or, or anything wow so she had been looking for her she had been actively wow. looking mm-hmm. for, for so long and, wow. uh, and then my, my My cousin said to her, Yes, there's family and and just leave it with me. Mm -hmm. So without having any further conversation, she all of a sudden receives this this message through Facebook through this woman that is so clearly her (laughs) sister.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: (laughs) Hey big sis. Nice Ooh. to meet you. It was Aww. it was just it was so fun, and and it was fun to hear her reaction through her husband when we mm-hmm. all got together. Because they when they came up, he said yes. It took her a good hour and a half to come down off the ceiling because she was <laughs> dancing and yelling and screaming, Aww. and she was so excited to to find us and and then to receive a positive response. Because it, it could have gone badly, but yes. we were just so excited. And, you know, it didn't really matter who she was. Universe was, was giving us a gift. It was just such an incredible gift.
2: Yes, and you unwrapped it beautifully.
3: There Thank you. Go. you. <laughs> Thank you. No, she's, and she truly is so wonderful. She mm-hmm. is so
2: wonderful. Well, you know, if she's related to you. Come on, there's got to be some wonderful in there, right? So <laughs> I, I love your energy. Um, you know, I love your passion and, and your big heart. And that big heart, you know, came in so handy, of course, in, in, you know, allowing your sister to come into into your world. So I want to talk about how the rest of the family, your extended family, how did they react to the news? Because, of course, everybody reacts to
3: everything differently. Right. So what was the response? The first question out of pretty much everybody's mouth was, well, how do you feel? Oh, okay. So yep. I was I was very clear yep. about how excited I was and how we had connected and and even though we've we've not physically spoken yet, we haven't met yet. I just know she's fantastic and she is mom and and it made it very easy for the rest of the family to to mm-hmm. embrace her for for those reasons. And when they met her, they felt the exact same way. Wow! As I mentioned, when we had that dinner, we're all <laughs> staring at. Her. At one point, she said, "Would you stop staring?" <laughs> and we're, had a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, all eyes on. Yeah, and it was. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was so easy. I mean, uh-huh. my my father's sister, who was like a sister to my mom, um, came in from from Quebec, and my cousin came in from Quebec. That was one of my father's cousins as well. Mm-hmm. My mom's brother and and his wife. We all gathered, and and we were just so excited to have her as as part of us. Yeah, indeed. So now your
2: mom has passed. How many years ago? Four years ago. Four years ago Uh, what do you think your mom would say um, looking down on this
3: oh pure joy Mm -hmm. pure joy and no longer having to keep the secret because we have no idea how she managed to keep this silent you know there was there were so many times that now my sister Joanne and I go back thinking oh that's why she reacted that way. Or, oh, okay. you know, little, yeah, yeah. little hints here or there yeah, of, of the, the, the guilt. The
2: building, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And, you know, that, that's really, that's, that's so um, hard to deal with and to keep that a secret for such a long time, right? The emotions involved with that. So I think, yeah, absolutely. It's such a great release. Um, and is there a moment that you, that you say or that your sister, uh, your newfound sister would say, I wish I met, I could have met her?
3: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we had that conversation, and we realized that that would have had to have been fifteen to twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, because because with the Alzheimer's, she fell apart. She, she was, was no a longer. Person, yeah, right? she was just no longer herself. I yeah. mean, she was always sweet and wonderful and loving yes. and, and caring. But the 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 Gail the, the personality that made Gail was was gone, yeah. and so it would have had to have been a long time ago mm-hmm. for them to to have a relationship and really back then we didn't have the technology we have now Either, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so, it, you know, hearing stories like this has now
2: become, well, I wouldn't say, you know, necessarily common, but it's much more prevalent than it used to be. Right. Um, because of accessibility and, mm-hmm. and all of that, that the access that, that people have to the vehicle of finding people. So I think that's extraordinary. So I want to also talk about your mindset in terms of uh, your mom. Right. Your mother obviously is suffering from dementia. Uh, or sorry, Alzheimer's, and and that's that's tough. So just you know, hearing that uh, diagnosis at the beginning, I'd love to hear a little bit more on you uh, about that because mindset really serves as a, a, the internal framework, right, for understanding and for coping with and, and responding to challenges and adversities. And so, how did you control your
3: mindset to stay so positive while coping with your mother's decline? That is an ongoing challenge, and it always mm. will be because. Yeah. There's there's they they're not 100% sure that Alzheimer's is genetic. Yeah. And and for while mom was alive, I just wasn't allowing myself to go there. It's no, we need to focus on the positive. We need to focus mm-hmm. on the time that we do have. We need to focus on her care yep. to make sure that whatever quality of life she has is the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, so so let's be in the moment. Let's not get ahead of our ha- ahead of ourselves. It wasn't until mm-hmm. after she passed that any time I ever forget anything, I'm smacking myself in the head, going, "Oh my gosh, woman!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that doesn't yeah. serve me. Yeah. Yeah. Either, yes. yeah, it's it's making sure that you you get enough sleep, which is a challenge for me because I'm not mm-hmm. a good sleeper. I'm one of those people <laughs> that gets the, maybe the five hours. Five hour girl. Okay, okay, I get it. And I don't like wearing it as a badge. I yeah. wish I could sleep better and and but staying physically healthy because that is such a big big thing. Yeah, in, it, ma- in, it makes a difference
2: absolutely. How we can certainly cope and just have a, you know a better quality day. So in the last few minutes, I want to talk about um how you manifested your
3: ideal husband. <laughs> <laughs> I totally picked him up online. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but Love I was it. I was very, very open in in describing myself and describing who I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And and verbatim, verbatim there there he was. Mm-hmm. And and it was funny, on our first date we went to Nuit Blanche. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, yes, that's an all-night art exhibit. He picked me up after midnight because I had photographed a wedding that day. Yep. And we went to Nuit Blanche, and we walked around for five hours and just talked. Wow. And talked and talked and talked. And we we shared our to-do lists. He doesn't like calling it a bucket list, and I completely agree with him. (laughs) and and there were just so many wonderful goals that were in there and he had such strong family ties mm-hmm. and he was he was training for triathlons and he wow. loved to cook and and he worked with kids he worked with with young offenders and and you know the stories that he had to share about mm-hmm. the successes and and how those those successes really ground you for for the tough days and and we just connected on so many levels and you know, like he he loves to cook. I so do not. <laughs> oh, no, perfect balance. There you go. <laughs> but we, we the, the, you know we were inseparable mm-hmm. after that. It uh, it was really fantastic. But it was I was very clear to the universe what it was I was looking for, and and there he was. Wow. And it didn't take long to find him.
2: Oh, it didn't take long. Good news, everybody. Yeah, Um, I'm going to have to, you know, utilize some of these principles here. (laughs) (laughs) Got to manifest my ideal man. All right. So um, what were some of the things that you were looking for? Um, Like, not just like an average, basic, so, I mean, that anybody could have fit the profile.
3: Yeah. Right? Um, Someone who was not needy who was very very self-sufficient someone who really cared about himself Mm -hmm. someone with without being fake you know it's not about what you look like on the outside it's 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 how you feel on the on the inside someone um who had long-term goals someone who had short-term goals someone who had a great sense of humor someone who could cook because I can't so. <laughs> I'm coming over for dinner yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh and he's amazing in the kitchen he is fantastic mm-hmm. but someone who also had strong family values and, and someone who also believed in long term someone that that wasn't jumping from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. but somebody who wanted something real and how long did it get you to get clear on what it is
2: that you were looking
3: for hmm um 13 years of marriage to someone that, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the perfect yeah. fit for me. Yeah, um, And then there were a couple of other relationships and I think it's it's wisdom. It's mm-hmm. it's years of, of, of wisdom of finding out what was important to me yeah. and, and where do I see myself 10 years from now? Again, not just what's feeling good in the moment. Where do I see myself 10 years from now? And what kind of person is going to fit into my life And how am I going to fit into their lives without ruining each other yeah yeah well you see
2: that that's so common that it's like you know people start living for the other person and you lose your identity in the process right so if you can really still maintain who you are in a relationship i think that that's so ideal and it's important to always have that and it's very important to be clear on what it is that you want in life Mm -hmm. whether that means looking for the ideal relationship or the ideal career or really anything in your your life once you have the clarity it becomes so much easier to manifest it to bring it to you so i love that you put it out there and it really wasn't that long you know so to speak right if we give or take the 13 years of trial and error (laughs) (laughs) um but you know so valuable and it's certainly worth the effort to do that so we can use the power of our mind and just quickly um for your mindset you know very positive always pushing forward pushing forward through the challenges were you always very positive, and what were the people around you
3: like? Oh, as a teenager, I was hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're related too. <laughs> you have another sister, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Soul sister, yeah. But I think that once I, I think having my kids definitely changed my, my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and and starting my own business it really it really made me realize that being outwardly positive gives you so much more inner joy
0: mm-hmm. that if
3: you can control your thoughts to always be focused on the positive and and that positivity will then start manifesting itself constantly
2: Yes, 100%. It's a little, little
3: bit of that fake it till you make it. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but it's always it's always focusing on the positive. What, mm-hmm. One of the things that John and I love to do is every year he picks a race somewhere in the world that he wants to run, whether that's a triathlon or a marathon. Mm-hmm. And that's where we travel to. So every year we have something that keeps us going and, and adventures. We love the adventures. Oh, good. So whether it's a small adventure or a large adventure, if you can find what's what makes you tick mm-hmm. and start heading in that direction you're golden. Yeah, it's like the couple's goals, right? So there's the personal goals,
2: which are always so important to have and to maintain, right? So we can maintain that self, self, sense of identity, but also the couple goals. What is it yes. that you want to create? And what would you like to create together? That's exciting, right? And it's fun. Yeah, you, I, I, you know, hope people kind of sit down and map it out. You know, this is your life, and you can absolutely create the life that you love. You know, when we think about our our thoughts, just the ability to perceive things positive light right it's really based on our beliefs and our perception well i want to thank you andrea martin for coming on the show and sharing your story and helping us to bend reality thank you for tuning in to the mindset mentor right here on saga 960 a.m
1: Stream us live on saga960am.ca.